As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Rose from Hamilton. You're listening to Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact. You can reach the studio at 513-212-6752. Happy Saturday, May 25th. This is Radio Artifact. You're listening to 91.7 FM HD2, WBXU in Cincinnati. And this program, after all of that, is called Out Cincinnati. My name is Chris, and that is... Melissa. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. We uh, had some coffee this morning. We're raring to go. We are talking to some wonderful people today, later on, from the Heartland Trans Wellness Group, with center, excuse me, Heartland Trans Wellness Center. We will talk about that more in just a few minutes. So what's on for Hot Topics today? That's what we kind of try to do at the beginning. Uh, Pride Month is coming up. Oh, that's right. I, I haven't been on Facebook Hello. to see that. When is Pride Month? June. June. Okay, that would be the next <laughs> the next month after May, since this is this May twenty fifth. May. May I said June. coming up. Coming up. Well, coming up means uh, like okay. not in. Coming up. Okay. So what <laughs> what goes on in Pride Month? I have no idea. Uh, no, I'm kidding. What can I? do? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. They're, they're, I'm just at a loss for, for words. For, for people listening to out Cincinnati who do not know what Pride Month is, why is it, and what happens during Pride Month? There's a lot. Yeah, it's like out Cincinnati. There's a lot of outpouring of love and showing pride for the LGBTQ plus community. And there's festivals. There's festivals. There's gatherings. There's events. Film screenings. There's film screenings. There are all kinds of events. Are there funnel cakes? Oh, yes. And uh, help- lots of, of fun, fun times. And I think that also on a more serious note is that you can bring your funnel cake over to the section where you can get uh, social services like counseling and different that's things. Right. There's, that's a great. And there's a lot of outreach organizations going, going to be out and about during Pride and hoping to get to people in the community that you know may need help or is, is it just, just some advice or want to get involved but i'm saying you know, volunteer you know, my best friend from high school is like you know my age and he's he's married three kids why in the world would a straight guy from with 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 three kids go to a pride event well it's about having an ally 
an ally. Being a friend. And it's fun. Showing support. So there's fun things for non-gay people to do. Absolutely. It's fun for event. everyone. So everybody likes a funnel cake. And that everyone is... Everyone likes a funnel cake. Exactly. Especially and, Chris. And it do, Especially Chris. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the person next to you is wearing while you have the funnel cake. Uh, if speaking you, of what you're wearing. If you got sick apple topping and uh, we, need to, we need to go get brunch after today's show... What are you wearing to Pride? What am I? Probably my black jeans and a, and a red shirt. And, and your my, hat. And my typical hat. And his 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 famous hat. But I'm thinking about getting like the the what what's the stuff that breathes fleece? Not fleece. Fleece. I'm trying to vinyl. get vinyl. I want to get I want to get some vinyl <laughs> some vinyl black pants instead of the denim. I and, just imagined you in vinyl. In in vinyl and then spend me, <laughs> put me in vinyl and spend me. I like a get, record baby. And get, yes, it's just like sit, just like I, I saw in Breaking Bad the other night. The guy gave him the finger, sit and spin, man, sit and spin, and he was just you know being. Oh, I see, I'm just I thinking see. I'm being vulgar. I'm not. Let's I'm not just, do that. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, let's rein it in. I'm going to get vinyl, a vinyl shirt and vinyl pants, so I'm cooler at Pride. Oh, I. I'm not as hot. What are you I wearing? No, it depends on how fit I feel probably well, not so much so but i know it'll be colorful definitely colorful I, i'm definitely going to show my happy trail probably you know you can <laughs> how many pro i want to ask i want to make sure i ask yeah because you have the the notes that i in front of you how many pride events how many pride festivals are there and it's just just the festivals well, or are there things around them well there's lots of things going on and June 8th is is uh June uh June 8th would be Northern Kentucky Pride and then 22nd is Cincinnati Pride and then the 21st which is really kind of a newer one is Middletown Pride so you can get your pride on on the 21st right before the 22nd and those are the big pride events but there's other stuff too around those events around drag, the yeah there's drag shows concerts video right. video video games um Film screenings. That's right. And we have uh, a film screening of Leela's Highway coming up, right? Yes. On June 18th, it's actually the week of Cincinnati Pride at uh, right here on the campus of uh, right by Radio Artifact at Urban Artifact, which is the kind of brewery side of things. We're doing a screening of an important film about Leela Alcorn, uh, the June 18th at 6 p.m. It actually goes from 6 until 8. And where is that? That is uh, in Northside on Blue Rock Street. We have the exact address and location. We've shared that event on our Facebook page at Out Cincinnati. At our friends at Urban Artifact. At our friends at Urban Artifact and our, our new friends, Chris and Craig. Well, Chris Seelbach will be there for the talk back afterwards. Yeah, it's and, very exciting. And, and maybe Chris uh, is in the film, by the way. So that's why that's really cool. And possibly and Jonah. Who jo we have coming up. Yes, Jonah is uh, just walked in with Lori and uh, possibly going to have Jonah and Lori from the Heartland Trans Wellness Center uh, with that talk back as well. A lot of important things to talk about uh, since Leela lost her life in 2014. And it's been it's been that that that, that long. And it feels like yesterday. And, the, and we're going to talk about the film later. So yeah, we'll get, in into, we'll get into Leela later. Yeah. But uh, coming up, Jonah and Lori. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to them and. Just want to remind you, you're listening to, it's May 25th, and uh, today was jam-packed full. We're getting to that in about six minutes on Out Cincinnati. It's 91.7 FM, HD2, WVXU.
My name is Chris, and you're listening to Out Cincinnati and Radio Artifact 91.7 FM HD2 WVXU in Cincinnati. And more important than that, if you happen to be a local business in the Cincinnati area, even northern Kentucky, and you want to support local radio for the LGBT community and for the greater Cincinnati area, you can find more information you know you want to hear your business name on Out Cincinnati. It is outcincinnati.com for more information. Underwriting opportunities are available. If you want to slap our logo on one of your t-shirts, we'd love that too, right there at OutCincinnati.com. So many ways to support uh, Radio Artifact and OutCincinnati.com. And my name is Chris on 91.7 FM, HD2, WVXU, Cincinnati. Thank you for your support of local radio in the Queen City. that the next segment contains talk of suicide and may be difficult for young ears and certain groups. You are listening to Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact at WVXUHD2. You can listen live at RadioArtifact.com and the WVXU app. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Chris. We are joined by Jonah and Lori Yokoyama. How did I do? You did great. Yes. I was practicing so much. And well, aside from that, from the Trans Wellness Center in uh, the, I was at talking about where or where are you located first of all because that that's really important. It's a lot of great work that you both do. The Heartland Trans Wellness Center is on William Howard Taft Road. Uh, we're right near UC. We actually are in the basement of Mount Auburn Presbyterian Church in Clifton. We are a secular space, and we do rent to that space from the church. Okay, so you have the offices, all the services are right there. And is it, uh, what are the hours or how does how do folks get services? And then we can talk about what you do offer after. So the hours are by appointment, or if you go to our Facebook, you can find out when our upcoming events are and come and join us. And we do have a separate entrance that is a wheelchair ramp down to the basement. Okay, yeah, that is, that's super important because... Yeah. And not something you can always, you know, research ahead of time. And uh, talking with uh, Jonah and Laurie from the Tran- uh, Heartland Trans Wellness Center, I want to know exactly when you hear wellness center, is it a drop? It's not drop-in center. It's not homeless shelter. It's not counseling center. For folks who aren't aware, what goes on at your center and in general nowadays at, at centers like a trans wellness center? We help with resources, referrals. We teach people about their own health care. We do run a wide variety of groups from peer support groups focused on trans individuals and their families to just um, social groups where we might play Magic, The Gathering, um, board games, things like that. And are you both into Magic, The Gathering? That's just a Jonah specialty. <laughs> so you just kind of... But that's fun. I mean, just something as simple as that can be can be meaningful. Uh, you know, a uh, Magic the Gathering night for me would be a Scrabble night. I don't know, Monopoly, that kind of thing. But um, what if somebody, and I was talking to you about this, to both of you, before we went on the air today. I'm 17, I'm 16, I'm homeless, I get kicked out. I Whatever the case may be, it's Saturday night at uh, 10 p.m. Who do I call? And uh, I mean, I know the answer varies on who I am and what the age is and that. So what's, what are my options? Because I know that happens. If you're 17 or 16, um, the first place you want to check is Lighthouse Youth Services. They have a safe and supported program that is incredible. Um, for adults, Cincinnati has a great resource called the CAP line at 381-SAFE. They also have a text line. They are hard to get a hold of. 
but they coordinate all the homeless shelters in Cincinnati. They take all your information. You can discuss with them your gender, your needs, what would be safe for you, and they will help you find the best fit for you. And if, if, if it's not fast with them, if, if you text them, call them, and it's not quick, you, is it a, not a waiting game, but are there other things you can do while you're waiting for their services that, you know, eventually, and, want, and they sound amazing once, you know, I'm sure there's quite a demand. What things can you do in, in, in the meantime? There are not great options for homeless people in the meantime. If it is very cold, shelters open up. If it is incredibly cold and we hit a cold emergency, then you can find somewhere to sleep. Um, okay. If it's not, you, we strongly urge people to reach out to their support network, find somebody with a couch or a patch of floor, get through to the next day. Yeah, it's absolutely right, yes. Now, the, the cap line has regularly scheduled hours, which I don't remember offhand, but Lighthouse can be reached at any time, and Lighthouse has a wonderful program, Safe and Supported, which um, runs multiple programs specifically for LGBTQ youth. Okay, so the so Lighthouse, and then what's the number again for the... The cap line, cap line. Um, is 381-SAFE. That's 381-7233. And that can, people can text that number too, same as call it, leave a message. Okay. You were talking about volunteerism, I think. It's kind of hard not to be... Uh, what's the word? Um, cynical nowadays because I'm 36. I, I see folks who are 20 who don't volunteer, stay home, watch Netflix. Folks who don't go out, we don't want to go out. How do you get folks to go out? Do you invite them on Facebook to volunteer? How do you all get volunteers and where is your need and how can people get involved kind of thing? So typically, yes, we do make asks on Facebook. Often for specific events, it might say contact this person, email this place um, if you would like to come and help us out for an event. We also do have sometimes schools contact us or college students contact us looking to volunteer. And is there a big need right now at the, at, at the center for volunteers? We always have some level of ongoing need. Uh, we are incredibly fortunate. The trans community, the people who are involved with us are so generous with their time and their skills. And a lot of it is just showing up. Come to our events, come hang out with us. And then if you have five minutes at the end, help us clean up. Absolutely, every little bit helps. And I'm thinking about, you know, my time in the church, and that's my reference is everybody has a skill, you know, so-and-so is a carpenter during the week, a plumber during the week, a radio DJ at night, someone can do a magic show or something, whatever the, whatever the thing may be. I mean, I did magic when I was a kid, and I, I did my fair share at church. And what I was thinking was with talent, there was a, a project I'm thinking about, somebody named Leela Alcorn who lost her life a couple of years ago uh, to suicide. And uh, I kind of want to ask you about that when we come back in a couple of minutes and, uh, and some specific, I don't want to say fan art, but some wonderful things I've seen on Instagram. If you just do a little hashtag search for Leela Alcorn and uh, we'll talk about that and play a little uh, my version, our version of uh, the newlywed game. We'll explain how that's going to go in about six minutes. You're listening to Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact. Listening to Out Cincinnati on 91.7 FM HD2 WVXU in Cincinnati. It's radioartifact.com. You can listen live anytime right there. I am joined today. We are back with Jonah and Lori Yokoyama from the 
Heartland Trans Wellness Center, and that is in the basement of which church and which part of town again? Mount Auburn Presbyterian Church in Mount Auburn. Okay, and folks can find that very easily, and I wanted to also uh, tell folks that there's a handicap accessible, There's a it's, it's ADA compliant there, there's a ramp, and yes. uh, that's something important that can always uh, Google ahead of time. It's and that, that's important to know. Uh, Jonah, you were telling me about a new effort in Cincinnati. Um, what, what was? Can you elaborate on that? What, what is? What, what's new? What's the new collaboration? So Heartland and Crossport, which is the longest continuously running trans organization in the city here, and some individuals from the area have all been partnering to make a new organization called the Trans Advisory Council (TAC), and the intention is to be sort of a little umbrella for. Or a lot of the smaller efforts or the unincorporated nonprofit type efforts in, in the city that are focusing on uh, trans issues. And we all want to work together to try to boost each other up. What are the goals of the advisory council and what is the work that you intend to bring to the community? So for... Um, events or efforts that might not be able to fundraise under like a 501c3 on their own this could be a way for funds to go to um, a memorial that happens for someone in the community that we've lost or for um, the trans day of visibility trans day of remembrance to, for us all to work together um, to boost up each other's work so for Heartland you know if, if we're going to run um, a workshop on uh, binder safety or accessing surgery or how to change your name, something like that, and we need a small amount of funds for that, that could funnel through this organization to us, same for Crossport, that sort of thing. That's, that is wonderful. And you know, what's, what's interesting for me with support groups is for, for every need, there's a support group and there should be, and, and there should be plenty of funding for that. And uh, there, there's so much diversity there. And when I look, when I look at what's available, it's it, already, and what's going to be available, it sounds like a very positive thing. How can folks find um, the center on, on Facebook? I, I know I was, I was looking and I, I had it up early, earlier, but what it, specifically what goes in that blue bar is what I tell people. <laughs> what can they type in? If you look up Heartland Trans Wellness on Facebook, we're the first thing, and I believe the only thing that pops up. Okay. Reminders for all of our events go out through our Facebook right now. We talked about support groups. Our groups are incredible. Our people are so wonderful. Everybody there knows how scary it is to walk into your first group and not know what you're coming into. Nobody in our groups has ever asked to speak. You know, if we have people who come who are just quiet their first few times. We stay pretty low-key. We hang out afterwards, have snacks, play games. And the, the people who come to our groups are what makes our groups great. They are great with new people. They are supportive. We kind of stand back and put the snacks out and open the door and watch the community lift itself up. And tell me, there's um, from from my experience at, at events and just any LGBT, any kind of a, any kind of a, a community type event or any kind of event. No pictures are taken. Nothing is posted. Everything is fun and private, and yes. uh, I guess the word you know discreet. So there's no there's no outing. There's no there's no let's we're live on Facebook with everybody here and this oh. is everybody's face. You know. Oh, absolutely. That does not happen. If we ever do want to do photos, it's usually like a photo of the table in people's hands as they play a game right. or, or they have specifically consented to a photo. Yeah, that's that's definitely a concern, I think, and something that can keep people from home, at home, if they are uh, unaware. 
that uh, you know it's not just going to be a photo op, and it, and it never really is. And our Facebook is a great place to find other events that we either host or partner with other organizations for, like Equitas Health or Trans Ohio. When we do something like a name change clinic, and people can access uh, often access funds that could help them get the fees they need to make name change or legal uh, changes. Oh, that's that's great. And so it's the it's the uh, you can find on Facebook. It's the uh, tra tra Heartland Trans Wellness Group yes. and on Facebook, and it's very easy to find, unless you're me, I think, earlier. No, I was preparing in, in a tizzy. I want to do a little newlywed. Laurie, I want to yes. start. And this is kind of on the show, they wrote it down, right, Melissa? And they showed yes, it they after did. and had to match. Match the answer. That kind yes. of thing. So what we're going to do is. A version of that. We, we trust. Our own our own out Cincinnati version. Right. We, we, <laughs> we, we trust you both that you're not going to change. So when I say, for example, Lori, what's your favorite uh, chili place in Cincinnati? And the same question for Jonah. And let's see if they match and no changing. So Lori, what is it? And you can say the actual name. It's fine. I'm and scared to admit this. I don't like Cincinnati chili. I don't eat any okay, so Cincinnati jo so, chili. So we'll see you later in Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm kidding. I absolutely have friends and we still talk that, that are that way. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not that way. It's like that are in that kind of, where, where do you go? If I went to this, the chili party with you, mm -hmm. would you order like... I go to Dixie Chili and get a chicken sandwich. <laughs> there you go. See, go to the go to the beef beef soup place and get the chicken. No, it's yeah. fine. That's kind of yeah. And Jono, what it, do you? I mean, I mostly go to Dixie Chili too, but I will go for Skyline. Okay, for Skyline. Okay, this next one will be a, this next question will be a success. Okay, here it is. I want to know if your partner and you can start with Jonah, if Lori was a pinata and you whacked Lori with a whooping stick and now he's pulled it off the internet this is just is what it says so i have to read it okay <laughs> if a whooping stick whooping stick what would you say would be the first thing to fall out of lori and um, it could be a, a, a feather too or not a whooping stick it doesn't have to be so violent <laughs> this is out cincinnati by the way while, while while they while everybody turns red is my shirt and on radio <laughs> artifact wow that's a tough one I'm really curious to hear. Yeah, I would have to say probably something like uh, stuffed animals or something. That's cute. Yeah, because she is always so caring for kids. Oh, so you have a, like a collection on hand kind of thing? Our house is just... It's just full. It's like it, a toy box exploded. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's fun. So what would fall out of Jonah? Magic cards. Magic cards. That's <laughs> good. Magic cards. Uh, the the nice ones are just the ones that you know that go around, like in the po you know the pockets, just in case. Oh no! All of Jonah's magic cards are in color coded protectors and okay. boxes, and so this might be it might be a loose one or something that in there you know that yeah. might come out. Okay, <laughs> and, and I want. Okay, let's see. I think I have um, one more question. One more question. You both are married. You're married. Oh, you're married. If you could pick a spouse for the other person, a celebrity, so we can, you know, just kind of have it a little more, or somebody everybody will know, who would it be? I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Pink, just because she always makes fun of my music choices. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I mean, I, I don't think I would complain. Married to Pink. That's, mm -hmm. I think that'd work yeah. out. Good choice. She's got yeah. money, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. we do that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and then the same question. Any celebrity you'd pick Any for Jonah? 
I don't think you'll like it, but I think Kevin Smith, he's nerdy and he has nerdy things. Oh, from Clerks, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. And he does that comic book show. Oh, I think okay. he'd thank me eventually when you married him. I, I so, could see you enjoying that. Some, yeah. some pretty, some pretty nerdy conversations. This is cool. Like I, that, I could, I, I could sit and listen to that. That'd be fun. Thank you so much to uh, Jonah and Lori Yokoyama from the Heartland Trans Wellness Center, and that's exactly what you can type in on Facebook to find more information. You're listening to Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact. from Cincinnati. You can listen to Out Cincinnati anytime at outcincinnati.com. You're listening to Out Cincinnati at 91.7 FM WVXU. This is Urban Artifact and outcincinnati.com. Anytime you want to listen to past shows, I am joined on the phone here today, kind of a wonky connection, but I wanted to talk to Jennifer from the University of Cincinnati, Jennifer Wright Berryman, Assistant Professor of Social Work, University of Cincinnati. Let me ask you, Jennifer, I saw this report on NBC Nightly News the other day. Family member said, Chris, you have to check this out, this thing called the Hope Squad. What is the Hope Squad? Is it just at Mason schools? Because that's kind of what the report was. Right. So the Hope Squad is a national program that we have in uh, between five and 600 schools nationally. In Ohio, we're in about 30 schools and growing, and we'll be in about 60 schools at the end of next academic year. It's just that NBC could really only focus on such a short period of time that they were doing their taping. They really just wanted to do one school in Ohio and one school in Utah. So that's why you saw Mason, because Mason was one of our flagship programs here in Ohio, and um, and they're really a model uh, program in the way that they run their Hope Squad. Um, Hope Squad is a... Uh, peer-to-peer school-based suicide prevention program where the entire school is asked to nominate students who, kids in the student body nominate peers who they feel they could trust to talk to when they're in a time of despair or distress. And then those kids' names all get pooled and um, reviewed by the school's administration and counselors. And those students are sent invitations to be Hope Squad members. And if they accept, then they are supervised by adult advisors who are also volunteers, and they're usually made up of school staff and faculty. And okay. they deliver, yeah, they deliver training and curriculum and support and mentorship. But those students then, um, you know, when they're in the milieu at school, they identify warning signs, risk factors for suicide. And instead of keeping a deadly secret, they'll do intentional outreach, and they will tell a trusted adult. Imagine I'm her, and I'm 17, and I'm having some thoughts. And where, how do I put uh, well thought to telling somebody? How do I? You know, Hope Squad exists, but you know it's Friday afternoon or so, and I'm at school, and I just feel like crap, and I got to talk to somebody, and I don't even know. And also, I don't want to be uh, treated as crazy, if you will. So the Hope Squad receives a lot of training about risk factors and warning signs. And and when a when a student is, um, you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, um, intersex, I mean, any any anything that a student may be trying to work through with their sexuality, we know as Hope, trained Hope Squad members that that could be a risk factor. And so we may have very intentional outreach and conversations with 
you know, kids who may be visibly struggling if they're being observed, you know, as either in the process of trying to come out, not many kids know, you know, or if they are, you know, you know, thinking through sort of like these decisions related to my gender, my identity, you know. So, I mean, those are things we actually train Hope Squads, and this, these are conversations they have. But it's, so there's that intentional outreach part, but then if I'm a, if I'm a student, and I'm the one who's struggling. Hope Squads exist to continually perpetuate the message that they will listen unconditionally, non-judgmentally. And so, you know, they want students to come to them no matter what kind of like emotional shape they're in and say, no matter what you're going through, I will not judge you and I will listen to you and I will be your friend and I will sit with you and I will walk with you and I will be there for you, and you do not have to worry, except for if you tell me that you are going to take your own life. I will not keep that secret. Everything That's else I can hold close to my heart, but if you tell me that you are in danger to yourself, I'm not going to keep that secret, but I'm not going to leave you to go get help. I'm going to take you. I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to, you know, so you're not in this by yourself. That sounds reassuring. It's, it's because I can just think of, I think that there are more people on the ledge in life than we realize or even have statistics on. And so the fact that it's not just, oh, if I even go talk to this person, they're going to think I'm nuts and they're going to send me down the line and it's over and my high school and my scholarships and everything and I'm going to be crazy and all of that. It's just the opposite. And it's, it sounds like what a, a, a squad like this should be. You know, I, you know, just a, a what is it like a, a third party to listen to, to to get help if you need it, to, to kind of steer where you need to go. It sounds like uh, you're listening to Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact. I wanted to ask you, is this just local to? I mean, you mentioned it was in other states. Is this a national movement that we kind of just got? got lucky to have, you know, in 30 schools in this state, or how, how did this all get started? There's a nonprofit organization in Cincinnati called Grant Us Hope that was founded by uh, Diane Egbers, who lost her son Grant to suicide, and she was looking for a school-based program, and she just so happened to be looking uh, for such a program and found my name uh, associated with the National Hope Squad program, which is out of Utah. And so they called me up and said, we'd like to meet with you and discuss Hope Squad as an option for us to um, pilot in some Cincinnati schools. And that's, that, that was a few years ago, and that's kind of how things got started. So okay. we started, yeah. So where, are, where are you now? Where are you now in Cincinnati? Aside from you know, aside from the report we saw where there was two schools, you know, where else uh, is Hope Squad uh, in action? Well, it, the the list is is so long that I can't actually rattle off all the schools like by memory. Oh, okay. That's but, good. But we're in, yeah, we're in Mason. Look, both we're in four schools in Lakota. Uh, we're in Oak Hills. Uh, we're in uh, three CPS schools. We are in um, Sycamore. We are in Fairfield. We are in um, Summit Country Day. Uh, we are in. Um, uh, no, that's fine. I, it's, uh, it's, yeah, not, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, well, Milford. Um, right. Yeah, so we're in a lot of different schools, but we're also growing outside of uh, Hamilton County and Butler County, Warren County, and we're now um, growing into Dayton and Columbus. 
and we are even uh, up in some schools in Stark County. So, uh, awesome. really, yeah, really growing broadly. So, so Je Jennifer Wright Berryman is an assistant pro professor of social work, University of Cincinnati. I have to say, I'm a, I'm a Bearcat myself, so it's it's really great to talk to you. How can folks get involved with Hope Squad? As far as I mean, from a donation to actually being a Hope Squad member to getting it into a specific school, uh, how can folks reach out? Sure. So there's a lot of ways to reach out. I would say if you're in Ohio, the primary way would be to Send an email to uh, Grant Us Hope, and we, if you go to the website, which is uh, G R A N T U S H O P E dot org, so grantushope.org, there's a contact button that you can get through to us that way. You can follow us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, and then also my personal Facebook and Twitter are kind of open for questions and contacts, but I think Grant Us Hope is probably the best way, and we have ways people can volunteer. Um, we have ways people can donate either time or resources, and we'd love to hear from anyone who's interested. I think that, you know, my, my personal uh, viewpoint being someone who does this for a living, I'm a suicidologist, so I study the whole communities and how they can get activated in working towards suicide prevention because I firmly believe it's an every citizen approach if we're going to truly reduce the suicide rates, is that people find out ways to get uh, involved through training themselves on those risk factors and warning signs and how to talk to someone who might be suicidal, um, how to do intentional outreach, how to overcome fears to do that. A lot of people are afraid. Um, and so I think there are a lot of opportunities to get that training um, in, in the community and just be activated citizens. So where, you know, Hope Squad is kind of a school-based model, um, if, you know, if, if your audience members are people who have children that go to those schools, then talking out loud about suicide, having conversations about how to prevent suicide, sharing resources and ideas and thoughts, and just taking it from the schools out into the communities, I think is the best way for people to, to serve this cause of suicide prevention. That's um, what I always say. I always say you need to talk about it no matter how sad and sad and sad and whatever word you want to use. Um, it doesn't go away. Uh, no problem does if it's not yeah. uh, uh, addressed. So I want to yeah. know. I want to know how do people? How do people who aren't mental health experts, who aren't counselors, how do you do a mental health check on a friend? You know how people say do a buddy check, do a you know guys say do a guy check or whatever the word might be. Um, how do you check in on a friend without someone saying, well, you're not a therapist, you're not my mom, you're not my spouse. Right. Right. Well, you, you speak from the heart. So, okay. um, in fact, in, in fact, if we if if we really stop thinking that mental health is the answer to everything, and what I mean by that is, if 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 we put the responsibility of everybody's emotional health on the mental health field, then then we're all just going to fall into despair and and have not enough resources to help us. We have to get to the point where we're not afraid of saying to our neighbors, our friends, our schoolmates, our um, people that we see at the grocery store, you know, we can't be afraid to just look at someone and from one heart to another say, how are you doing? You know, are you right. okay? How's your emotional health? You know, if we see someone with, you know, a cast on their leg, we always ask what happened. How did that, how did that happen? But if someone sustains an emotional injury, we, we don't often say, 
I saw what happened to you, and it it looks like it felt really bad or that it hurt you. You know, what happened, and how can I help, and how can I lift you up, and how can I support you? Those and are those, those scars run deeper, too. Some of those cuts. They do. Uh, those mental ones need more checking than a broken arm because there can be. Yeah, so yeah. That, so check, check in on your friends, that it, I mean, in your family. Uh, there's never, um, and even if they get mad for five minutes, there's you, you will have checked, and so that's. That's important That's right. to do. Thank you, Jennifer. I want. I always say the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255, a great resource. And, of course, we'll post everything on our social media and at outcincinnati.com. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us Thank today. Thank you. I appreciate the time. 17 years ago, Joshua Alcorn's birth certificate listed her as a boy. But her suicide note says she knew she was a girl from a very young age. She wanted to be known as Leela. Fix society. Those are the haunting final words of the suicide note that's getting national attention tonight. They were posted online by a 17-year-old in Ohio, a message that went up after that teenager was already dead. The only way I will rest in peace is if one day transgender people aren't treated the way I was. They're treated like humans with valid feelings and human rights. Gender needs to be taught about in schools. The earlier, the better. My death needs to mean something. My death needs to be counted in the number of transgender people who commit suicide this year. I want someone to look at that number and say, that's lift up and fix it. Fix society, please. I want to thank the trans community. They are our family. They make this possible. This award is dedicated to the memory of Leela Alcorn and too many trans people who die too young. something all about Leela Alcorn. You're listening to Out Cincinnati on 91.7 FM HD 2 WVXU in Cincinnati and streaming live anytime at RadioArtifact.com. Let's talk about Leela and your involvement in actually the activism that you do with trans teens. So what happened was... And the film... The film, yeah. That came along with that. The film is uh, recent. It, it premiered last year, 2018, at the Sindependent Film Festival. It is a film by director Elizabeth Littlejohn, who's uh, from, from Toronto, a wonderful person. And uh, she... The, the whole team, they wrote me and said, we want to do this film. And what happened was, um, back in 2014, when Leela Alcorn walked out onto a highway on 71 and, and lost her life by suicide. You know, I was living in that area and it was one of the weirdest things to drive to work and see somebody put a little, you know, garage sale sign up there. The later, later on, it kind of fell down because of the wind and, you know, it wasn't sanctioned by anybody and maybe it was a hazard. I don't know. It was just strange to see it fall down. Nothing was kind of being kept up there. So 
I looked into the Ohio Adopt-A-Highway program from the Department of Transportation, and I said, you know, you see so-and-so organization has adopted this section of road, and, you know, they, they get out there and clean it up, and that sounds like something that's very simple to do. And one of the things they do for you is they produce the signs that go in the ground. So what was the neat thing for me was, let's remember Leela Alcorn the way she wanted to be remembered in the suicide note, and let's work on fixing society, the hashtag fix society. Let's, I think that people who drive by the sign, which is in the ground, there's two signs in the ground now that are kind of around the area where she lost her life. That's kind of where we tried to get them with the Department of Transportation. A completely free thing to do. They just issue you a permit. It's kind of, it's very, it's very, and it's very visible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right there. It's, and I'll give you kind of an idea. Like if you're going 71, South, it's right around the South Lebanon exit, uh, so, uh, 71 and 48 there. There's one sign and then another, and they're, they're the same sign, uh, but it kind of goes around the area where it happened. And we get out four times per year, wind, rain, snow. We try to avoid snow. We try to go, even if it's cold on a, on a dry day, and get out there and pick up trash and wear those green vests and uh, look fabulous in them, of course. Take a group photo in front of the sign. And it's more about the more than that, more than about the group photo, we're out there, we're visible, we're safe. It's state mandated. ODOT, the Ohio Department of Transportation, knows we're there. And they put the sign on the ground. And that's kind of, I kind of, it's kind of a nod to, and I even said, I didn't know Leela personally, but I know people who did. And I said, if I, if I'm not related or I don't know somebody, can I put something in memory? And they said, absolutely. So I kind of see that as a little, wow, I can't believe they kind of said yes at some level. So since 2015, when I got the sign project started, we've had a lot of media coverage. And by the way, you're listening to Out Cincinnati on WBXU HD2 in Cincinnati. This is Radio Artifact streaming live at RadioArtifact.com. So, Melissa, you were wondering just the whole story kind of snowballed after I started it in 2000. And that's how we met. That's how you and I met. It was, I, I was working for a station in town. Yes. Uh, and uh, I needed you. And I was a journalist yes. at the time. So, uh, and we, I interviewed you several times. Yeah, the first thing I think was yeah. about uh, clean up and then what happened with the film. Because it was kind of chugging with along. The film, yeah. It all just sort of exploded, like into what one big activist awareness campaign really right because in addition to just picking up trash we try to do uh community events where we get out and educate people and have talkbacks you know safe events and safe places where whether you're out not out curious want to know more about leela just see people in a cool space and I, this is a great chance to talk about an event happening on june 18th at uh, Urban Artifact. It's right here. It's the tap room that is below the, the, the old church in Northside here on Blue Rock. And we're having a screening of Leela's Highway on June 18th, the week of Pride. Uh, it's at 6 p.m. and it's totally free. Tickets available at leelahighway.org or the Leela Alcorn Memorial Highway uh, Facebook page. It's, it's on Eventbrite. And if you can't find it, uh, shoot us a message over on the page. Happy to point you in the right direction. Looking to fill the room that night, June 18th, uh, 6 p.m. And the trailer for this documentary, it's a documentary short, 24 minutes. So you have just enough time to come in, have some pizza from uh, Wildfire Pizza Kitchen, have a nice uh, fruity beer, which is kind of what they do at, at, the, at uh, Urban Artifact, and see this film. And Chris Seelbach will be there. 
That's very exciting. And he's in the film, and you know he's kind of... He, I asked him the other day, do you still have that reminder from Leela on your desk, you know, Fix Society? He says, yeah, and I have that, and I have a couple other things. And, and I'm thinking, this is this is great, because he, he was on... In, on camera, city council giving giving a nod to Leela, which was great, and it was on record in that way. Well, and just the fact that to even talk about the issue and raise it in a very public way is great for Chris to be out there talking to people and talking about his own experience, his life, and yeah, his it was, husband, and um, yeah. and we had them on our first show. Yeah, so, so Chris and I, you know, still talk about that. We're preparing this event. It's going to be, you know, come with your questions. We'll have a nice, uh, a nice talk back. We'll have a nice, um, well, not anonymous so much, but a survey where you could just fill out what you thought about the film, and you don't have to write anything more than that. We want to know what people think, and more than that, uh, more than just like picking up garbage, seeing films, and that. What can be done? Your suggestions welcome for educating the community about the fact that a trans community exists, that suicide is still a prevalent thing. I just heard a statistic the other day from somebody where uh, it's one of their one of their clients. It's it's one suicide per month, something something along those lines. And just in the trans community, that's more than enough to need to fix a problem. One is is too many. Um, so if you want to find out more information about the film, the highway project, how to get out there and pick up garbage with us, which uh, the vest is so attractive. And I I was the first time I'm thinking because I'm a large march. I was thinking <laughs> why not go to the go to the Home Depot, the Home Depot as they say, and get myself one of those bigger ones. But you know what? They wear so that you. You're cool if you don't snap the sides. You just let it kind of hang, mm-hmm. and it kind of flares up on your face a little bit, like on the runway. But but it fit. It fit, and I'm safe. And so I just I just walk along. I supervise. No, I'm kidding. I, we all pick up garbage together. Get a lot of nice honks from people on the side of the road with our highway cleanups. You can check out the sign right there, 71 South, where uh, by 48, where Leela unfortunately lost her life. In 2014, it was in December, I think just right after Christmas, and leelahighway.org. Of course, we'll link all of that at Out Cincinnati on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Carrier Pigeon, you've got it. This is Mike from Northside. This is Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact, WVXU HD2. listening to Out Cincinnati on Radio Artifact. You can listen live at RadioArtifact.com. It's 91.7 FM HD to WVXU in Cincinnati and, of course, on the WVXU app, which I love. Hello, Melissa. It's been a great show today. Yes, it has been. In case you're wondering, May 25th. And if you'd like to reach out to us, there are many ways to do that. One is on our social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram at Out Cincinnati. At Out Cincinnati is, and I, I couldn't believe they were all available when I created them. No, I'm kidding. At Out Cincinnati, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Gmail, Gmail, Out Cincinnati at gmail.com. And of course, OutCincinnati.com archived shows really cool articles from Melissa up there as well. It's time to go. OutCincinnati.com. It's time to go. 
Yes. Thank you for being with us again this week. Yes, on Out Cincinnati, you're listening to Radio Artifact, 91.7 FM HD2 WVXU and streaming live on the WVXU app. We'll see you in June. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.